Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always from what I assume is sunny Sacramento, and almost always is, how's, it, how's life out in California spread? We've returned to the sunshine. Panko and Dasha can play outside and frolic around, so I'm doing great. Oh, Kitty's frolicking. What a wonderful thought. You know, it's, <laughs> can it's they play tennis? <laughs> I know, that's the one thing they can't do. Well, I was going to say, almost the exact opposite of Kitty's playing is the sound that we hear from Jorge here, but um, he's enjoying it quite a bit. How's the McDonald's? Oh my gosh, dude. The Raptors won game five last night. I got really drunk, and there's nothing better than a Big Mac with a hangover. That's wonderful. And we were supposed to have a guest today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. We won't ruin the surprise. I, th- I think we'll have him back for Wimbledon. But if any of our listeners are um, particularly good with technology and happen to live in the greater Dublin area, uh, please reach out to us. <laughs> we have someone that could use your help. Um, let's jump into the last week. We've got a final in Nuremberg tomorrow. Uh, Yulia Putin-Seva is going to play uh, T- Tamara Zidancic. So I'll-, I'll start with you, Spread, um, since I think we know what Jorge's going to say. And... We'll make them wait. Um, who do you think wins this match? Putin Seva's a, a small favorite, actually, I'm seeing here at minus 160, and Zidancic's actually a dog at, at plus 130. What do you think about that line? Yeah, the battle of Jorge's favorites is going down mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. Um, I like Putin Seva here. She's been playing really well. She's fiery, and um, I think that she's got the game to overcome Zidancic here. So it'll be real. should be a fun one. What do you think, Jorge? Who, which one of your favorites is going to take home the title? Well, I think the number one storyline is Putin Seva and Nuremberg. Um, if you'll recall, she stopped playing at, like, deuce in the middle of a game. Was it last year or two years ago or something like that against Kirstea, who she beat today? Uh, um, just And just started screaming at the Empire that she wanted to see someone for her foot. Uh, <laughs> that led to tensions. And then yesterday, uh, she beat Annalena Friedsome, walked up, shook hands with the Empire, did not shake hands with Friedsome, was booed off the court... Uh, it was she, she. She likes to make a scene in Nuremberg, um, but I think that I, I think at that number I like Zidancic. Um I mean, I can't get away from Tamara Zidancic. She's one of my favorites, man. Like, and she's always undervalued on clay, whether it's in the outright market or whether it's in, especially in these small tournaments. Like, I go back to three thousand to one for the tournament we're about to preview. Like, come on, she's gonna win another clay title here. That was my exact same reaction. I have no idea why Putin Seva would be favored here. I mean. Zidancic has the better hold break. She's got the better record. She's got, you know, all the good clay stuff. Um, she loves clay, and, whereas Putin Seva yeah. just somewhat likes it. If anything, we probably be that... cheering against Putin Seva. Like, uh, it's, what do you think, Spread? Why is, so you like Putin Seva to win this match. Light out for us. Well, my guess is that even though the whole break numbers aren't as good, that uh, is, would Putin Seva's quality of competition be a lot higher? I'm um, looking at that right now. I'm thinking that Zidancic Zid- ran is. that up against weaker competition, and I'm sure that's being taken into account. Yep, the name true. value as well. Um, you know, any casual betters jumping on would recognize Putin Seva's name, um, obviously from, as Jorge mentioned, her earlier antics. Um, so I'm thinking the name value combined with the higher level of competition is what leads her to be the favorite. That's true. Not a lot is of it? people know Zidancic. They should if they I listen know. to this pod. She's like a... She's a yeah, mainstay so. on, the, on the Net Worth podcast. Yeah. I'm going to take a long, hard look at, at the plus 130 for Zidancic, and I'm actually pulling up the price right now for over two and a half sets. I see the total line to 21 and a half, and I absolutely do not ever bet over 21 and a half in a WTA match. But yeah, over two and a half sets plus 170, I might, I might grab a little bit of that. 
Yeah, that's that's not bad either. Yeah, we'll see. Any other thoughts on the Nuremberg final? Anything to add about um, the tournament? You got plus one seventy there. Okay, I was just wondering if like an alt spread would be interesting. I saw that over twenty three is plus one forty, hmm. but no, the plus one seventy is a better, yeah, better option. Okay, cool. Let's move right. on. Let's jump forward to Strasbourg. We have another final. Caroline Garcia is going to play Diana Yastremska. I'm just pulling up the line here. It looks like Yastremska is a favorite at minus one thirty five. I love taking women with home court advantage, especially when they're underdogs. What do you think, Jorge? Should I bet Garcia at plus 110? Uh, if she's in the final, she's there to compete. She's there to win. She's not – like, you don't make the final and then tank, right? You, you, if you're going to tank out of a tournament, you win one or two matches, you got your form, okay, let's go to Paris. You don't make the final and then tank, right? Logically speaking, that would be stupid. You're playing the match anyway. So – play to win and she's a much better clay player than diana stramska for my money i think she's a much better player all around so yeah i think caroline garcia's value caroline garcia to me should be should be minus 140 in this match i mean diana stramska has won Wawin, which was a terrible field international tournament lost about what five or six or seven straight matches and now she's in the final of another terrible field week before a slam uh, international 280 event i mean what what has inspired this pricing. I mean, I think her one win over Muguruza was it Muguruza? Yeah, she beat Muguruza, I believe, in Wawin. Other than that, I, I just don't see much on the resume. And, and I know Kara's had a bad year, but she's found form this tournament. I just I don't understand how she can be a dog. And I say she's value right down. I, I would have her at minus one forty, and I'd play her right down to minus one twenty five. Let it, let alone plus money. What do you think, spread? I mean, I know Diana Stremska isn't Jennifer Brady, but does she have a chance mm. here? I know, huh? Um, as far as the price, I think one of the deals is Jastrzemska has not dropped a set this week, and I think that she's beat bigger name players. She beat my pick, Farrow. She beat Stozer, Parmentier, and looked very good yesterday against Sabalenka. Stozer, where... Parmentier? I mean, Farrow I'll give her. I actually really like Farrow, but Stozer and Parmentier, really? Come on. I'm just Combined saying. Combined age you're... of 472. <laughs> Roughly. And, but you compare that to beating Shelby Rogers and, and Peterson. Rogers is better than both of those women on clay. So is Peterson. Yeah, but Rogers is out. Of, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I mean, it might be a name recognition thing. I mean, people know Stoser. They know Parmentier. They don't know those. I'll be teams, honest. I was more surprised. It's a weak of, argument, I think. Of Yastremska uh, being the favorite yeah. here than I was of Putin Seva. I'm more so. I, I'd agree with that. I'm definitely more surprised. That uh, that Yastremska is a favorite of a Garcia. Then I think I think the wrong woman is favored in both. Um, but I think that yeah, this is this is way more surprising to me. Yeah, I think I'll definitely be on Garcia. All right, any other thoughts on Strasbourg before we jump into the next fortnight of tennis? Nope, let's move on. That is one of the best parts about tennis. There's no other sport that has fortnights. Well, or four championships. The French Open. That's right, four <laughs> championship. Well, it's time for the French Open. I love the French Open. I don't know about you guys, but clay tennis is my favorite version of tennis. You get to see longer rallies. You know, more tennis is more better. Um, you know, what do you guys think about the French Open? Where does it rank for you guys amongst the top four slams? What do you think, Jorge? Uh, number three. Number three. Well, Wimbledon right, will always be number one for me. Wimbledon. I grew up. Tim Henman and and, and Henman Hill was was. I think how I really fell in love with tennis as a kid. So, I mean, Wimbledon will always, always, always be number one. All right, what's number two? The Aussie, just because I love the overnight tennis. The crowds are amazing. The Aussies have the best 
I mean, the Brits are probably the most steeped in heritage tennis country out there, but they're very, you know, highbrow. They're more stuck up. Like, I don't, I don't care. We got British listeners. Like, they know it. They know, like, English people are more freaking snooty than anyone else. Aussies just love to have fun, <laughs> baby. It's right near their independent, like, their national, uh, their national day is right in the middle of the, the, the Aussie Open. They're fun people. They're laid back. They're basically Canadians on the other side of the world. Uh, they've got great accents and they love their tennis. So, I love the late night tennis, and I love the uh, the atmosphere that the Aussie has. I'm disappointed in myself, Spread. You know, he told me that Wimbledon was number one and French Open was number three. I should have known the U.S. Open was number yeah, four. Yeah, no, I, that's easily the worst slam. For <laughs> I don't, I don't How about you, Spread? Where do you rank the French? Uh, number three as well, but I put the U.S. Open at number two. Fucking Merca. That's right, baby. <laughs> Well, let's look Just back. more memories, you know. I didn't really watch the Aussie growing up. I, I remember watching Connor's run there in the '80s when he was a little older. I remember that was so much fun, and and you know, I just really didn't get a chance to watch the Aussie as a kid at all. So I think that's the what reason. were the '80s. Uh, it's a, it a great decade. You would have loved it. <laughs> you would have fit in very well. Let's take a look back at the past couple of years' winners. Simona Halep beat Sloane Stevens last year. Um, Spread, you know who won in 2017? <laughs> oh, that was uh, <laughs> I love that year so much. I, will, I still have that on my DVR. Can you, Ostapenko, I really Halep. do. I, I still have 2017 final on my DVR. Yep, we got Ostapenko took down Halep, and the year before that, Garbina Muguruza beat Serena Williams in the final. I'm gonna have to go back and find some tape of that. I, I'm trying to remember what good Muguruza tennis looked like. I wonder if, oh, she was killing it that year. I wonder if there's ever been. A champion of at a Grand Slam that has then played that Grand Slam in uh, successive like in the next years and been a plus two fifty dog in the first round. I think Ostapenko is making history again, guys. Not only did she win the French Open, now she's making history as like easily the worst French Open winner ever. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have to turn this around. This is a uh, me and my cat. Are <laughs> <about> <laughs> The kitty curse, unfortunately, continues. So <laughs> yeah. let's dive into the draw. And actually, right here in the first quarter, I'm seeing the third name on the list is Miss Ostapenko. You know, Jorge, as you mentioned, she's a big dog in the first round to Azarenka. And, you know, we are going to get into first-round matchups eventually, but let's just dive into this one pretty quickly. What do you think, Spread? Does she have any chance? I mean, she has a chance, but obviously Azarenka is... I was actually surprised. I thought Azarenka would be a bigger favorite. Wow. What do you think about that, Jorge? I think I think he said it perfectly. I mean, on clay, Ostapenko always has a chance. <laughs> that's about all I can say about her. <laughs> she got she got a tough draw here. Yeah, that's. I'm I looking. Mean, t- Sakari gets to play. Uh, I can't even pronounce her name. You know, uh, Mona Barthol's going against Caroline. Is she Garcia, the one that plays Tadish Sucker, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Tadish Yeah, now, you see, know. this section. Forget the quarter. This section is stacked. I mean, isn't yeah. this? Doesn't this one section, like half, like this eighth, have Osaka, Azarenka, Ostapenko, and Sakari, and Garcia and Jesus Chiyakova. Christ? Oh so, well, no, I guess Garcia would be in that. Yeah, that's section. that's the quarter. But, but I mean, yeah. but she's also got Kaka in that. So I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, here's my thing: if we're gonna talk about um, outrights, which I think we do. <laughs> That's the premise of our podcast. But if, if we're going to talk about outrights, I, I think that while you're a lot of people are going to be tempted because everyone's numbers are going to be so much 
uh, cheaper here because of the, the amount of talent, don't pick an outright from this quarter. Like, be strategic. Try and, if you're going to pick a to win the quarter, and I'm, I don't, do your books have to win the quarter for slams? Not yeah, they yet. Will. Oh, eh? okay. But they will. Because, uh, not yet, Because over will. here, 365 has it for most tournaments. Uh, but even Unibet and Pinnacle are running uh, to win the quarters for slams. So, like, um, they're widely available to everyone outside of the States. So I'm sure that the States will have them. Um, if you're going to pick someone to win the first quarter, go to the bottom half. Do not pick from that. That Like, that section is loaded. I could see... I mean, I think my favorite right now, if I were to pick one person to come out of this section uh, and get to the quarter, it's 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 Maria Suckery. I really think so. I mean... Really? Yeah, she's got the game. I I love her combination of uh, fitness. I mean, she's probably the most fit player on tour. Uh, I love the form she's in. She's actually got a nice first serve, too. Like, she can rip it. She places it well. Uh, and then she can play great defensive tennis as well. And she knows how to drop shot. She knows how to, the variety uh, you need on clay. Um, I, think, I think she has a great chance of actually beating uh, anyone. Uh, Sinyakova... Uh, Ostapenko, Azarenka, or Osaka to make the fourth round. It was really nice you mentioned Ostapenko there. I'm sure Spread appreciates that. <laughs> well, I mean, I it's funny. I made fun of All her, right, but so I think that she's actually, when we get to the first round, I think she's a little bit of value, honestly. Yeah. All right, let's keep... Uh, Sakari sitting at 50-1 to 1 on five dimes for the oh, for The, the outright or the quarter? For just for the outright. Their quarter prices oh, okay. aren't up yet. Yeah, I'm dimes. seeing... Uh... Yeah. Where is it? Oh no! I'm, hold on a second here. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm well, seeing going twelve to one for the quarter at Unibet. That's interesting. I mean, so looking at this quarter, you know, we talked about the top half quite a bit. You've got Serena Williams in here, which means there is going to be some value because you know she's just going to soak up a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of money. That that twelve to one is pretty interesting. I'm curious to see what Osaka could do here. She's been playing much better clay tennis this mm. year. But she's retired um, a couple times. But it is a grand slam. Right, but it is a grand slam. She's not going to have her coach. Um, that's something you know we'll, we'll keep in the back of our minds as we go through this list. You know, pointing out players that that lean on their coaches a little more than but others. But I mean, she's done fine in the slams before yeah. without and, her coach. And I mean, to be yeah, fair, it doesn't matter. Her coach doesn't matter anymore. She got rid of the best coach in the world, so you know. Yeah. What do we think about Barty's chances? She's mm-hmm. the only name that I see here that um, I'm not really sure what to do with. She has some decent clay numbers, but no real big long runs on clay that I can find in her history. Do you guys think that she has the game for clay, and, and do you think she can take advantage of you know what actually doesn't look like too rough of a draw? That's what I was going to say. I think her draw is very advantageous. Um, I don't really see big threats in there. Collins isn't the best on clay. Um, then she'll, you know, get a mixture of Petkovic, Risk, Allubic, or Shea. I think Shea could provide her the most problems. But, um, I, you know, even though she's young, I think she's crafty enough to overcome Shea. And then, um, honestly, I don't think Serena's little, little section is that tough either. So whoever comes out of there shouldn't be a real tough match. Um, do you have a Barty to win the quarter price yes, there, Jorge? Yes, uh, she is... I'm going to pull up multiple books here. Just one sec. Ashley Barty. Why can't I see Barty on Unibet? I know she's about five and a half to one over at uh, Bet365. Uh, is she? I, can't, I don't think that... Oh, there it is. Sorry. Six to one at Unibet. So, uh, Pinnacle, sorry. Five and a half to one. Six to one at Unibet. And six to one at Bet365. She's the third favorite. I don't think... Uh, 
I guess with her draw, I can see why she's the third favorite. I mean, her draw doesn't get tough until... What? the Until the quarterfinal. Yeah. Until really I mean, the quarterfinal. So, really, I mean, you're... Yeah, I love it. I... I'm almost. Look, I didn't look at her when the prices were out, but now that the draws out, that twenty to one is looking kind of. I mean, goodness to, to win so. the whole tournament. So, you, so you think she can win the whole thing no. spread? I mean, at twenty to one, if you don't hedge till if you let the quarterfinal ride, you're you're hedging just fine in the semis. And remember, so. that top half could beat each other up too. We could see some long, tough matches in the top half of this section. So by the time she gets to the quarter, if she's yep. if she's dealing out, you know, six one, six four, six two. Uh, six four kind of wins for three or four rounds, and she's on court for you know six hours through four matches, and her opponent comes in at nine hours through four matches. I know that with the day off, it's a bit different with slams and fatigue and court time. Kind of you have to you have to remove a, a bit of the weight from uh, time on court. But I mean, even still, three hours. You'd rather your player play three fewer hours than than three more hours as you get into the late stages of a tournament. Definitely. What do you guys think of Keys in this quarter? She's 25 to 1. I was thinking of just throwing those two on and uh, hoping one of them makes the uh, quarterfinal there. The draw is so easy, man. Yeah. But it's it's hard to trust her on, on slow I, I, play. I, that Caroline Garcia could, could that would worry me. Um, that would be, what, third round? I think she has a, 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 a cake yeah. Yeah. the third round, though. I don't see anyone yep. touch. Like, Rodina is one of the worst clay players. And I'm not saying this in an exaggerating or facetious manner like she's one of the worst clay players in the world that's on the WTA tour <laughs> like I'm not kidding she's horrible she's awful so I mean that if she doesn't win that match 6-2 6-2 I'd actually be concerned like if she doesn't cover the spread which I think <clears throat> is actually five and a half games I'd be really concerned if she wins she has to win that 6-4 6-3 unless she's just conserving energy on return like she should throttle her Babo right. Shanhan same exact same situation not quite as garbage on clay as Rodina. Um, I mean, I, I don't see anything here to concern her until Garcia. And the same goes for Garcia. If we don't have a Garcia v. Keys third round, one of them, you know, it, it should be very, very concerned with, with this tournament. <laughs> like, Yeah, and I also, when you're speaking of the hedge with Garcia's good performance this week, uh, could help you out for your number if you wanted to get out real early. At a twenty-five to one, that could be a um, a possibility as well. So those were my looks for the top quarter. Yeah, I, I like the um, I was, you know the, the, to win the quarter bets. I think I like those a lot. Barty at six to one, that's really interesting. Zachary at twelve to one. So you, ever, you guys don't think there's more value in just taking the outright and then just assuming you would hedge on the semis? I don't know. It's I think it's a pretty good price to win the quarter. I'm actually maybe pull up a parlay calculator here and see if we can kind of do the math to figure this out. I mean, I don't um, hate... Uh, the thing, too, is what if you get to the quarter and you want to hedge? Like, if you have to win the quarter, you only hedge once. If you have the outright, you have to hedge three times. Remember, you're you're assuming you just let the, the, the bet ride until the semifinals. I think that, you know, it... It is a lot safer. I mean, there's a reason why the, the prices are slashed so much. I think it's a lot safer. And the quality of competition you're likely to face in those latter rounds really steps up. So, I mean, you're pretty much, like, look at uh, look at Keys, Garcia, Barty. I mean, they have basically buys until the third round, right? Uh, and, that well, that also helps with the outright. I mean, that's half. They, they have half their matches out of the way. Um without really any trouble for the to win the quarter like if you're on the twin quarter bet 
uh, half their matches are, are cakewalks. So, like, the the risk is so limited. Yeah, I understand. Relative to the big... Yeah. And I don't have the, the parlay calculator pulled open in front of me, so I have a little trouble accessing that. But at the end of the day, so Barty's, what is it, 6-1 to one to win that quarter? What, what did you say her outright was, Spread? Uh, uh, 5 down is 20-1. All right, so... So if you hedge that that twenty to one twice, you're all the way down yeah. to five to one, which is essentially what you'd end up doing. You know, if she gets all, if she wins the quarter instead of just cashing your six to one ticket, you're holding a twenty to one in the semis, where she's probably a uh, she's she Definitely might be a dog, dog frankly. And you know, so yeah. let's let's just say you know she's plus one hundred to make this easy, right? So she's twenty to one. You have to hedge that. You're down to ten to one in the final, and you probably have to hedge that too. And she's probably a dog in both of those matches. So, you know, again, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but you know, six to one to me sounds like about the same value, if not actually slightly more, and with a lot less hassle. Cool. Well, yeah, I like the way we're talking through this. Yeah, I like Zachary. I'm sorry. What was Garcia to win the quarter? The first like quarter. Curiosity. Garcia. He's got those. I don't. Yeah, Garcia thirteen to one, Barty six. See, to I one. like I, I mean, like the Sakari and Garcias. There. I hate I hate saying to take all three, but yeah, right. So, so yeah, Sakari, Barty, Garcia. I don't know why I keep missing Sakari's name, but yeah, I think any of those three, and honestly, a, a little sprinkle on all three of them, you got a chance to get. You know, so if you take the twelve to one on Sakari, the twelve to one on Garcia, they beat each other. That's essentially like a six to one ticket on both of them. So you get a six to one. You could have a chance to have two six to one tickets in the in the quarterfinals here. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that at all. All right, I'm writing that down. But um, all right. So and then just to wrap the quarter up. So spread. It sounded like you were thinking about taking a keys out, right? Or are you backing off of that? Uh, I'll do my official ones at the end, but yeah, it's definitely it definitely caught my eye at twenty five to one. All right, well you you keep your list then, and um, I'll make sure that um, we get all that stuff wrapped up when we're done. So let's jump into the Hello. second quarter where we have the tournament favorite and defending champion, two time finalist Simona Alep uh, at the top of the quarter. At the very bottom of the quarter, Petra Kvitova, arguably here, the best player on tour right at this moment, um, had a lot no, of really here. good names in between. Just a ton of good I'm names in between. Of course, we have Arena, the Amazonian warrior, Sabalenka, um, who kind of got smoked today by Yastrzemski, even though the score wasn't was a little bit closer. Um, for Jorge, we have Jeannie Bouchard. I'm sure he's very excited about that. Um, actually, you know what? Hold on. we got to go back to the first quarter. Jorge, what's Andreescu going to do the next two weeks? I don't know if he can hear you right now. I think he lost you. We're having all types of technical difficulties today. Jesus. Well, sorry um, about this, folks. Um, what do you think, Spread? Do we, you want to keep going and you can cut this part out, or should we try to reset? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and edit it. So we're talking about Andreescu here. I think it's real interesting. She got a um, not a bad first round match. Could, kind of could get her back in swing of things. I'll tell you what. Without the injury, we were pretty excited to see how she was going to do on clay. Um, but with his injury, she's a complete wild card. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, wouldn't necessarily be interested in backing it at all unless she, I'm not doing anything pre-tournament and I'll watch the first couple matches and then just see where we're going to take it from there. If she's a hundred percent, she could really be a wild card and throw some wrench into things. Jorge, hey, we got, we got you. Yep. I'm back. Okay. Wonderful. We'll just try to have spread go, go through and clean that up a little bit in the middle, but um, as you were jumping off there, just asking for your thoughts on Andreescu. Any any excitement for her or just some cautious 
optimism maybe after the injury very very cautious um i was she had she had said a while back she was hoping to get back for uh either rome or madrid or both to try and you know get some matches on the clay uh, she does like clay uh despite how big her game is but i i mean it's it's gonna be really tough to to put any kind of money at any stage whether it's an individual match or some uh some sort some sort of outright uh, on Andreescu, it's going to be really, really tough because we just we haven't seen her for a single match on clay. I, I think you need to see not just the first round match, but you need to see the second round match too before you can um, say, okay, you know what, maybe she is ready to go and she has been practicing on it. Uh, I'd love to see her play uh, Kenan or Gato Montecone and see how she looks in that one. Well, jumping into the second quarter again, some really big, awesome names here. We've got Halep, we've got Kvitova. We've got my favorite player, Annette Contivate, Arena uh, <laughs> Savalenka, Iga Swiatek, Spreads Other Kitty, Dasha Kasatkina, one of Jorge's, I'm sure, favorites, Jeannie Bouchard, um, and Amanda Anasimova as well. we got Buzarnescu in here. Oh, my gosh. This, this thing is just stacked. What do you think about the second quarter, Jorge? Is Jeannie going to win? I think, first of all, like this is a freaking travesty that my 3,000-to-1 wild card, or not wild card, my 3,000-to-1 ticket uh, gets placed against a seed. Jeannie, who hasn't played, has been Instagramming, doing whatever the hell she does, uh, gets drawn against a seed. And then when they place the seeds, Zidancic gets Mertens and freaking Jeannie gets Serenko on clay. Like, that's such BS, man. <clears throat> it's That's so my sad. Thought. I'm just. I'm I really so don't think Mertens is that bad a draw. I think that with Mertens' injury, I don't think that she's 100. percent Still, right rather now. have Serenko though. <laughs> like, Would you? Oh, yes. for sure. Oh, not. I don't know. Hundred percent. A thousand. A thousand million. I don't know. Oh. I think Mertens is here. I don't think she's 100. percent I think she's here for the check and to try and save some points. I don't. Uh, I think, if anything, we should feel bad for Mertens getting Zidanezic here. That's also true. That's a tough draw for a seed with a shoulder injury. That's a tough injury. draw for a seed, yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm going to be honest, guys. That's not part of the second quarter, and we're talking about the second quarter. Oh, right. So, oh. so, so, who, so who do we think, Mr. Mr. I was Jorge, scrolling down to find Mertens. Though, I know you I did. In this quarter. That's why I have to get this, this train back on the track. All right, Jorge. Yeah. Is Halep going to defend her title? I think, I I mean, I yes. Um I hate to take. I'm not taking. I'm not going to bet it. I, I refuse to take. Like I'll take a, a chalk play, like that Kvitova and Stuttgart. Or like if it's a, tur- a 32 player tournament and you know your seed has a buy and they're eight to one and they only have to win four matches, then sure I'll take the chalk if it's value. If I think that they win at least, you know, in that case, oh, they go 16 percent of the time. Um, uh, I cannot put money on the the overall favor on outright where you have to win seven matches. Uh, over two weeks where any injury can pop up or it's just it's too it's too risky you've got to have a huge number there to to kind of offset all the um variables that could be thrown at you so um i'm looking in this quarter i want to stay away from uh from halop section right so that's the big thing for me is i want to go to the other half and then um I want to look at the numbers to see who might be some uh, some value. So I think in the end, I can't even find Halep. Where is Halep in this? 
She's the top of top, the top name in the second quarter. quarter. I'm seeing. Why am I seeing? Oh, I'm not going up high enough. God damn it, John. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just gave away my real name. Look at that. Was that what Jorge stands for? I thought that was that's <laughs> Spanish for John, isn't it? George. All right, well, something like why, that. Why you're looking for for a Halep there? You know, so when you look in in the bottom part of the quarter, um, the two names that stuck out to me as maybe some value, and I'd I'd love to see what their price to win the quarter is. Annette Contivate and Mihailo Buzanescu. Yeah, that's that's what I was. I know that's they've what got Kvitova down there. Yeah, we've got Kvitova down there, but this isn't her best surface, and um, those two are much more comfortable on the clay. Um, looking at their outright prices right now, I think Contivate was like forty to one roughly last time I looked. Um, it's yeah, con- still at still at forty to one for Contivate. Uh, Buzarnescu must be a much bigger number because she's got to get Kvitova earlier. Um, yeah, it would be yeah, third Buzarnescu, round. Two hundred and fifty to one, and but she's sixty six to one just to win the quarter. Uh, wow, that's that's an that's a huge number. She beats the, her first two matches again. Like Buzarnescu has a really hard third round match, but her first two matches should not be an issue. Like she should easily dispatch Alex Androva and either Strichkov or Stozer on clay. Um, and then if you get by Kvitova, now you've only got to win two matches. Now, again, like, if you have to beat Kvitova and Halep to win the quarter, there's a reason why, you know, there's a reason why your price is 66 to 1. Those aren't hedge, those aren't going to be hedgeable numbers. Um, most likely. Kvitova maybe, but Halep's going to be, you know... Minus 3, 400. Yeah, I was going to say, what's 1.2? Minus 500? Yeah. <clears throat> I think she's going to be minus 500 almost every match she plays in this tournament. Especially against Buzarnescu if, if that were to be the quarterfinal matchup. So 66 to 1, I mean, you put a unit, let's just say a full unit on that to make the math easier. You stand a profit 66. Uh, you're going to have to hedge against Kvitova where you're probably going to have to lay, you know, two or three units to cover that one. And then if you have to hedge against Halep at minus 500, you have to cover... Not only your original stake, but your Kvitova hedge. I mean, you're you're really leaving yourself not much room for for anything, right? Like if you have if if your if your total yep. uh, exposure is up to three or four units after the Kvitova hedge, and you're minus five hundred, you then have got to lay, you know, another fifteen. I mean, that's just it doesn't make any sense. And also, you're tying up a huge amount of your bankroll in that one in that one hedge match. It, it, I, I love I love Buzarnescu and I think that's a huge number, but it just doesn't make sense um, math wise for me to suggest an outright honor. Yeah, I think this is one of those situations you're better off just going game by game. You'll get a right. great underdog price against Kvitova. Mm-hmm. She'll be a dog against Contivator Sabalenka probably, and then a huge dog against Halep. So you know, just take your money line and let it roll if if you want to do something like that. Uh, just out of curiosity, what was Contivate doing the quarter? I figure if Buzarnescu is like 66 and 12 to 1. Six, oh, that's no good. No. I mean, again, like you have to beat Kvitova and Halep. And the Kvitova match, at best, you're getting evens. I would say Kvitova probably minus 125 there is where I'd have the line in that match on clay. Uh, and then Halep is going to be again. Halep's going to be minus 300 against even Contivate. Like she's going to be a huge favorite in every match. So, like, to win the quarter prices, Halep is even money. No. Yes. Yeah, she's even money to win the quarter, both at or at Bet365, at Pinnacle, and at Unibet. It's just wild. I mean, All right, Spread, you've been pretty quiet. What do you think? 
Uh, I mean, I don't really have a lot to add. He's pretty much got it exactly right as far as the Contavite and the Boozer Nescu. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out from this quarter is it looks like our secret is out. Um, Sweatech, who we, you know, we thought that we'd be getting great big dog odds and, you know, be able to, you know, sneak her in there. Um, she's 66 to 1 to win the whole thing, which obviously is a big number. But if you look, she's priced the same as Elise Mertens and Caroline Garcia. Um, and it just surprised me that they've caught on to her so fast. So that was the name when I saw the draw that I was looking for, but I didn't think the number matched. I thought she was going to be over 100 to 1. Yeah, um, and you know what? She's you know, not just priced the, the same. Lack of pedigree. She's not just priced the same as those two women. She's priced the same as those two women with the overall, the, the outright favorite in her quarter. Like yeah. that, that to me says the books actually would have her, like if you put her in the first quarter instead of the second, her price would come down, like it would get more expensive. And yep. that that tells me they think either that or I don't know how much money has been put on, you know, where this opened, but it could be a money market thing. But, I mean, that that's incredible to me that they consider her to have more of a chance on the whole, um, all things considered, than Caroline Garcia or Elise Mertens. Yeah, my other takeaway from this quarter is uh, my favorite didn't get a very good draw, and I don't think yours did either, Noobs. Um, Sybil Kova in the first round, no pushover. I think Sap should win, but I don't think that's going to be easy. Then most likely she faces uh, uh, Pocket Aces, Anasmova oh, yeah. in the Rematch. second round. And then most likely Contevate in the third. And then most likely Kvitova in yeah, the fourth. That's, that's just brutal. I mean, Sybil Kova, I disagree with you on that. I think Sybil Kova is going to be a pushover. Uh, she's trash now. Oh, you yeah, think she's so? Trash. I mean, She's she plays. The, here's my issue: If you're going to play a game where you hammer the ball and try and serve big, and and she hits as many double faults as she does, she's five foot two or five foot three. Like she's trying to play Sabalenka's game, but Sabalenka's got the you know the body, the the height, the the strength for that game. Like you're not the way to beat Sabalenka is contrasting styles. You're not beating her at her own game. There is no chance Sibylkova wins that match. Like I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I I put that at maybe. 20%. And this is my biggest disagreement of the entire men's or women's draw in the first round with the books is this match. This is an 80% chance for me. Like she should be minus 400. The price is stupid. But well, but the rest go. of it I enjoy the free yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree with um with I mean, come on, Anisimova Contivate Kavitova. I mean, come on, Halep. That's rough. And she did so well this week to finally find form on clay, and she's rewarded with that draw. Goodness. Yeah, that's a, that's a, just a gut punch. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough, a tough, probably just few days for and her. You. All right, so to, I know <laughs> it's a good thing I net contivate my new favorite player. <laughs> uh, oh wow, it's going to be right there to, to pick me up. <laughs> All right, so just to wrap up the second quarter a little bit, we expect Halep to to come through here and win, but. Not much from a value perspective. You know, circle Buzarnescu, circle Contivate, and look for your chances to take the dogs. I even kind of like, like Sweet Tech in a couple of these matches. I'm curious to see what the price, it, you know, when she gets to either Kasichini or Puig's going to be. And uh, the match against Halep should be a lot and of And I'm interested so to see. I've never seen this girl, Yana Sievich. Um I mainly just wanted to throw her name out there because I think it's a really cool name. Uh yeah, I, I wasn't going to try and pronounce I'm saving that. that one for the spelling bee. <laughs> Yanisievich. Yeah. Um, or Yanisievich. I don't know. It's one of the two. Yeah, um, who knows? Somebody write us in. Let but us know. I'm, 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 I'm interested to watch that match. One, because I love I love watching Iga Swiatek play. Even even if um, I, I asked uh, Tony Fairbairn, one of the tennis writers on Twitter who's Polish, for the pronunciation, and he sent like a, a, a Google thing where 
it actually reads out the name for you. Holy, I'm never going to actually try and get these names right. Like Polish players, I'm, ne- I'm never going to bother trying. Like it is, it is tough. I don't. <laughs> yeah. um, but well, I don't know where I was rambling off on this, but uh, I love watching her play. It's going to be a Even fun Six match. Love, Six Love. She's so good. It's so fun to watch her just the 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 cleanliness of her game like the, the the purity the 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 natural the way she looks so natural out there it's it's incredible she is one of my favorite players on tour and i think she's gonna like you know 10 years from now we're gonna be talking about her as someone who's win who's won seven eight maybe nine slams like she is just that good and she's good on more than more than clay too all right let's jump into the third quarter here we got sloan stevens at the top i got see kiki burton's we've got alizé cornette um, Pliskova, the lesser in here, the aforementioned Putin Seva, the tennis player formerly known as Laura Siegmund, <laughs> um, Jorge's very favorite, Lena Svitolina, yeah. the mercurial Garbina Muguruza, and, uh, and Sloane Stevens, as I mentioned. So we'll start with you, Jorge. Who do you think wins the Sloane Stevens Muguruza um, third round match? Uh, <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> You really like? Do we want to try and? Well, I was hoping you. I was. I was hoping you were going to say the winner would be Alina Svitolina. Or did you uh, miss that part? No, the third. The third round match would actually be Hersager Sasnovich. Um, for oh, my there money. You go. Sorry, fourth. Yeah, round, fourth round me. match. Then yes, I would say Svitolina. Um, but if if it does come down to that, do you want to talk about two players who literally? And I mean, I, this isn't even a. They can lose in the first round, or they can win a slam. I mean, I, it sounds like an exaggeration, but. They've both done it on several occasions. Sloan's got multiple slams. Garbina has multiple slams, and they both crash out. Like, could you imagine trying to predict a match between Sloan Stevens and Garbina Muguruza? No thanks. I uh, just c- close your eyes and just try to pretend it doesn't happen. I, I mean, it's it'd be an amazing match to watch, but good lord, having any idea what actually would happen there. Um, but what do you th- what do you think about this quarter spread? Uh, you got it right on the head. This is the quarter of uncertainty right here. Um, I think if you want to take a dark horse long shot candidate, this is the quarter yep. you should go for. But I don't know who I like here as as a long shot. There's none of my like little favorites that I like to, to bet on here um, for the long shots. I guess I would, I don't know, Sastovich or Hercog, the winner of that one, might be a nice long shot. I don't the only right. one that I had, and I'm, I'm pulling up the outright price, and I'd be curious to see what the price to win the quarter is, would be Donna Vekic. Yeah, that's um, I, 33. I like, I like her 33 to 1 to win to the win quarter. quarter. And I think incredible. when you, I mean, this is all, we always like to go through, I always like to go through draws and. Oh, this quarter goes all the way down yeah, to Kiki Bird. I hate the way the Kiki French Bird's Open quarter. site has their draws, by the way. I'm trying to figure out where quarters begin and freaking end. Um, yeah. But. Let's look at let's look at the favorites. Um, this is on by Unibet odds. Uh, Kiki is t- t- 2.7, which is plus 170. She's plus 192 on Pinnacle. Shop your lines, kids. Uh, is the favorite. Okay, that's the big, big stumbling block. Two in block the quarter. Um, but she's coming off a mental melt. She won't have her coach. I think that could be impactful. And she's going to make sure everyone else's prices are good. So Sloane Stevens, unpredictable. Alina Svitolina, still could be hurt. Muguruza. Uh, you know, again, unpredictable. Bencic, not great on clay. I don't care how good she was in Madrid where her serve and hitting played. Conta, I still don't trust uh, this season's tear. Conta was a name that jumped out to me, so you're not you're not uh, well, sold after that she's, nice little her, run here. I mean, Donna Vekic has double the price. You're telling me that 
She's never won in Roland Garros. You, you're telling me that that yeah, no. uh, that Joe Conta is twice as likely to win this corner as Donna Vekic? Not a freaking prayer. There's no way that she's twice as likely to win this entire quarter as Donna Vekic is. I mean, she's 15 to one. Vekic That's is 33 to one. Venus Williams is 17 to one. If you put money on Venus to win this quarter and don't put it on Donna Vekic, you are a bad sports better. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, take that money. Go do something fun with it. Go buy yourself. You are an idiot. It's not happening. Like an idiot if you put money on Venus and don't put money on Vekic. If you can find a way to talk yourself into Venus, don't do it. Um, you know, rule number one, don't ever freaking bet Venus to win this quarter on clay. Uh, but if you do somehow, at least put money on Vekic too. Because I, I will actually be angry at you. I don't even know you. But I'll be mad at you if you put money on <laughs> Venus Williams and not on Donna Vekic at these prices. I mean that's a that's just a stupid price, and then Putin save is a better price or is the same price as Vekic. I'm sorry that that's just disrespectful to Donna, like that's just disrespectful. Yeah. I I hope Donna doesn't 30... check her odds prices because that's ridiculous. So is Donna is Donna's is that is there questions about her health? Is that why we're getting this good number here? Let me pull up. Because she hasn't been that active. I will I will take Donna Vekic slightly hurt at 33 to one over Venus Williams, 100 percent at 17 to one. Yeah, she retired in her last match in Madrid, but you know she's had. Yeah, and then she didn't even play Rome, right? Right, she's had two weeks or so to get back in shape. So I'm kind of with Jorge. I think I think that's where the price is coming from. I think the withdrawal from Rome kind of indicates, um, you know, something was wrong there. I don't I don't remember the reason for withdrawal. But but look at her draw. I mean, Samsonova. Actually, I really like Samsonova. I put money on her. um, I put money on her yes uh, today and yesterday. Uh, in qualifying. I like her. I think she's a good young Russian player. I think her record this year is skewed by the fact that she's gone up against some decent player. Wait, who's Sansonova playing? And then... Vekic bolters out. Oh, bolters out? Okay, and then I got an Putin draw. save a Peterson. Peterson could present some problems. Putin's like, both of them are contrasting styles, could present some problems, but then it's, you know, either Siegmund or Benchich. Really? Nothing there puts me off... Uh, the thirty-three to one. Then she has to go through. I I think, I think I think Benchik could cause some problems for Beckett. Uh, I I know. I'll 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 put money. And you know what? I know you don't. I know oh, that we're different. Huge. On, uh, um, uh, and who's play, the favorite in that match? Who the book's going to line as the favorite? Without a doubt, Benchich. Oh, there's no doubt. The so yeah. I, there's going to be yeah. huge value. Gonna on that. There's going to be huge value. If and the best part is, if that match does happen, we can actually look to see how she like how she's played in her first two matches if health concerns are an issue then we can pass right. on it but if she looks fine in her first two and they line Benchich as a favorite in the third match oh hell yes multi-unit wager all the way on Donna Vekic in that match yeah I'm not there with you I think that Benchich if she's playing well assuming she is to get there um, I think she's kind of got the game to frustrate Vekic on the slow clay all right, Spread. Well, you mentioned Kiki Burton's. What do you think her chances are to, to make it out of this quarter? You know, Jorge and I really like Vekic, but, you know, to do anything, she is probably going to have to beat Burton's. Um, she's the second favorite to win the tournament. I see her at 8-1 to one odds from an outright perspective. Um, what do you think are her chances in the next couple weeks? I think she's got a great chance. I actually kind of like her to come out of this quarter of uncertainty here. Um, I think, you know, obviously her biggest issues would be an informed Sloan or God forbid an informed Muguruza which I don't expect but if she were to catch fire you know that's the type it's of hard it it's hard wins. to not see her in the semis and she's nine to one uh, at yeah. bet 365 nine to one at Unibet and only 
uh, seven to one, or you know, seven point two to one plus eight twenty, or plus seven twenty. Sorry, at Pinnacle, like Pinnacle. That's my favorite. Pinnacle, quarter no, sorry, that's so not quarter. Far. That's outright. Um, I think she's she's plus. Oh, okay, the funny part insane. is Pinnacle's got her plus seven twenty to win outright, which is the worst price of the uh-huh. of the books I use, and but they've got her at plus one ninety two to win the quarter, which is the best price. So I mean, if if you're gonna bet her and you use Pinnacle as your as your main book, better to win the quarter because uh, you can get better prices on the outright elsewhere, but you can't get better prices on the quarter bet. What do you think? At two to one, I don't know. If that's I, I think enough. it is. I, I don't think this. I don't think that's, I, I think the uncertainty, think like the fact that Sloan is in the other Sloan and Muguruza are in the other side of this uh, other section of this quarter. They both have to show you they can get through four matches before they even get a shot to upset Kiki. Um, I think it. I think it's an all right price. I think Vekic and and Kiki, even as the favorite, my are my favorite bets here. And of all the big players, Osaka's in the toughest section in the entire draw, in my opinion. Kvitova is in Halep's quarter, right? Uh, Halep has yep. Kvitova, right? So those two kind of offset each other. Serena, I, I'm not betting Serena to win seven matches. Um, I mean, of of the top seven or eight, you know, Sloan is the seventh favorite, then Svitolina, who could be hurt, then Barty, who's not a clay player. Of the top ten favorites here, Kiki's easily the best number um, on the outright market. Easily. Considering her draw, too. Oh, my gosh. Nine to one, take my money. All right. Anything on this quarter before we jump into the final and fourth quarter, gentlemen? I say we move on. All right. Well, I was um, looking through French Open prices maybe a couple months ago at this point and picked out three numbers I really liked, and all three of oh. them sit here in this quarter. Um, I think just about all of us have Von Drusova at 150 yeah. to one. Uh, at least I hope we do. That's all the way down to 40 to one. So well done by us. I also have some Sevastova at 50 to one, same number as it is right now, and Mertens at 50 to one. Um, a little disappointed by that, but a pretty fun quarter. We've got uh, the San Antonio Spurs here in the bottom. Carolina. Um, we've got Kiki Mladenovic. We've got Petra Martic, Caroline Wozniacki. As I mentioned, Sevastova, Mertens. Tons Zidansic, of names down here. Kerber. And again, Pliskova, 14-1 to 1, with all these landmines in her quarter. Come on, man. Sorry, continue. I actually, I, I keep looking at her draw. It's not that bad. She's got so I guess we'll talk about this when we get to the first round matches. But she should beat Brangle, and she probably gets Kuznetsova. She should win that. The Kiki Moldenovich match will be interesting. And then who wins that other section? I think is Kiki's that, is that, a perfect matchup for. Do you Kiki's really? A do you really? For. I mean, first of all, can we get super excited for the rematch between Martic and Ladenovich? Do you remember? I don't know if you guys watched that match, it's but. Gonna be um, great from Istanbul I think I watched the entire three hours and 20 minutes I went to a third set tie break it was awesome like I caught about a set and a half oh exactly I, like if we can watch that again play out on a grand slam stage at Roland Garros um, it, it'll probably put Martich's name on the map with the casual fan because that'll be one of the most talked about uh, matches of the tournament and it most likely with will be Ladenovic on a show court yeah. with Ladenovic being 100% uh, home yeah, I think that Martic would propose more problems for Pliskova there in the third round. I think Kiki's just see, and I, I would, I would, I want to um, disagree with that, but I kind of, I, 
I kind of agree. I think that, again, Mladenovic is in that situation where I play a lot like Plushkova, but not nearly as well. My second serve is yeah. trash. My first serve yep. isn't as big, even though it's big. It's not as big. There's very little that she does better than Karolina Plushkova. Right, so I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think Mardic is a better mover, despite the fact that she's almost the same height as Mladenovic and Pliskova. She's she's also very tall, um, but she has much more variety. She loves the drop shot and slices, which will keep the ball low, which will really bother Pliskova. Um, you know, she can move her around easier. Uh, she's not going to put as much pace on the ball as Mladenovic for Pliskova to hit back at. I would agree. I think that Mardic could actually. I think I'm talking myself if that match happens into a Mardic bet in the third round. But this is this. this it's gonna be great. I want to. I want to take issue with this. Is a tough draw. I mean, Kuznetsova is no easy match in the second round. Um, no, she's a grinder. She's so good. she's she's came back to and form very quickly before. off injury. I believe she's got the U.S. Yeah. Open. Does she have the French as well? I know that she she is a great clay player though. Well, I have to I have to check after you told me that Sloane Stevens had two major two. Oh right, she lost one. that to the French. Now that I know that you're... I still think she won last year because she was up a set and a break to uh, to Alep. Goodness, Jorge, idiot. Uh... <laughs> you are. I am an idiot. I'm disappointed in you, but let's pull up Kuznetsova and see if she has any um, slams. Da, 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 da. Ku- all right, so let's see. Slam, slam finals for Kuz. She does have two the US French Open, Open right? in 2009, which uh, I believe yeah. was about a decade ago. And, and the, uh, US the US Open. Open. Yeah, so she does have. Two, yeah, she does have a French Open. She's comfortable. And lost to Justine Okay, so I missed. Twice. I missed the Sloane Stevens two. I, I thought it was two. She should have two. She shouldn't have lost that to Halep last year. Um, I feel like that's a shot. It's what? Fred and I. Oh, because she's American. Trying to make us believe oh, that Sloane no, Stevens. I, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm not getting off this, this, this angle. But I, I, I made up for it. I do know Kuznetsova has won the French. I was pretty sure about that. Um, yeah, I think that that's a tough second round match. I think that both Mladenovic and Mardich will be tough in the third round. I mean, in the fourth round, I'm not exactly sure who... who. I think her, her easiest match of this entire run would be in the fourth round. Like... I, yeah, isn't Wozniacki's Bleh. section just pretty yeah, much very set Bleh. up for her if she's healthy? Like Kanepi and Wozniacki. Just I mean, Wozniacki, too. Section. Her first round match is harder than the next two. Like, Kudermatova is a better yeah, player than so Diaz too. and Albi and Zhang and Lepchenko. And right now, you know, Gerga still isn't in form. She said, you know, she posted that first time playing without pain. Yeah, I called BS and bet against her and won that bet because until I see it on the court, I don't give a damn what you're saying. You can. That's lip service. And the other thing is, it she could be without pain, but the thing is, that means that her preparation for the two weeks beforehand weren't right. you know where they needed to be. So you could be pain free, but you still need some time to go ahead and get yourself back into form. It's not like oh my shoulder doesn't hurt now I'm back to you know my top level. And as we know, these women are all so close in talent and ability that you know every little thing counts. And so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big believer in Kanepi here. Her. I wouldn't even yeah. be surprised if and, I mean, look, able to... The, the books and the, and the market agree with us on that. I mean, Kanepi is open, I think, plus 125, plus 130. She's at most books down to about plus 110. It's almost a pick em now. Um, yeah, so that means the books well, the, didn't agree I mean, with us, books but the market did. initially said it was close. The book was still close. Um, but the market really agreed with us when they, they, yeah. they poured money on Kanepi early. And I think there's still... I think even in a pick em, um, it's a situational spot for me. It's not like, you know, break it all down and my price is here and the book's price is here. It's 
one of those things where all like if everything else is even i have it about even but with that injury concern that i still suspect is there um i have kanepi as as should be the favorite so i think that there's still value in any plus money if you can get it uh, on kanepi but we'll get to the the individual match i just think that this section sucks um compared to the other sections in this quarter like seriously like Merton Zadancic uh Pavs don't overlook Pavs and Sevastova I mean that's that's a loaded section um you know inform Ladenovich Martich Kuznetsova and Pliskova that's a loaded section I think you know if you can find a player you like take someone from that that kind of that section with Wozniacki to win the quarter because um they have the easiest path until at least the fourth round the problem is there's no one that I like enough to do that with Maybe Kudermatova. I love, I love betting on Kudermatova. She's one of the most undervalued players. Her, Chloe Paquette, and uh, Fiona Farrow, probably the th- the three players that I've bet on a ton the last couple of weeks, and I've, they've been winning as plus one seventy five dogs. So, um, if if there's anyone in this section to take, it would be Kudermatova. Well, let's bounce up here to the top, and time to talk about one of our favorite, if not our favorite player for probably since we started the pod. I mean, have we made more money on anybody than we have on Marketo Gondrasova? It's hard to think. Uh, we got her at 150 to 1. I, I love this draw. She's got Wang in the first round. That should be a problem. Kerber on right. clay isn't as good as you think she would be. Anymore. And he's not as bad as you think she'd be either, though. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's kind of turning it around. Maybe her and Joe Conte yeah. have been. Uh, I still like Marquetta together or something. You get your Stremsk off a long week. Yeah, it's. I think she's Sharma and Rogers. Neither's athletic enough about all to my, challenge her. Uh, I mean, would you be surprised no. to see Potapova no. take out Kerber there? I think Potapova would be a tougher, um, not necessarily tougher, but I think that either one of those is going to definitely provide. Prompts to Marquetta. I think if Potapova yeah. overcomes Kerber, you know. And who was it? Remember there, that time I said, well. I think I, I don't know if I said it on the pod. I'm sure there'll be a troll out there who, if I say I said it, will listen and say, no, you didn't. But we, we chatted about it. And I said, I really had a feeling Potapova could compete with Sevastova. I, I say Sevastova, Sevastova, I don't know, yeah. whichever. Um, what, what week was it? Two, three, maybe a month ago at plus 400 and I said it on the damn pod I think and I definitely said it in the chat and I didn't take it and she freaking won (laughs) and she won and I think this is the same spot she's like plus 420 for all you potheads out there um <laughs> for pot, for a pova, oh come yeah, on! Okay. We got it. We're gonna just have to okay. Do it. Yeah, We're I'm putting at least it. thirty bucks on that just for like throw throw a little throw a little half unit on there just for <laughs> the name and the 420 reference. But uh, yeah, I think that that's that's actually a good play. Like, I don't dislike that play. And and Vondrasova, that is her toughest match as her second match because her third round match, Sharma Rogers are not athletic enough to deal with her her game. Um, Yastrzemska is the biggest issue. Suarez Navarro doesn't scare me as much. In the fourth round, you know, we're talking uh, potentially hurt Mertens. I love Zadancic. If she got to the fourth round as, uh, with 3,000 to 1, I would be super happy. Uh, P- Perry, Lapko, Manella, Kumkum. I mean, outside of Sevastova, who scares you going up against... CSN we'll can always... I'm not, sca- I'm not scared. This, but yeah, this on. year I'm not, not scared of... Like, I'm not hedging that. You know what I mean? If if we've got a 150 to 1, I'm not hedging right. Vondrasova against CSN. Point. I'm letting that ride. I'm letting it ride against um, 
current form Mertens. I'm letting it ride against Zidancic just because I got a 3,000-1 on her, so I don't give a shit who wins that match. I think if Mertens that's is there, just, she's that's not also true. If she gets to the fourth round, she's clearly feeling a lot better, and she's got days off between she's her matches, so her, yeah. to let that shoulder, if it's flaring up at the at the end of a match, it gets a day to rest and, and cool off before she has to go back out there. That could be impactful compared to having to play three straight days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in a quarter, semi, and final situation, right? So that's something to note here, too. If it is just a nagging small injury, uh, be careful trying to oppose her on, on that front because the days off between could be a huge assist for her. The only name that stuck out to me here from an outright perspective, and I've already got it's not Kum Kum? is Sevastopol at 50 to 1. <laughs> That's her outright. No, no, not on this surface. No, no, no. Not at this surface in this level. If it was a 125 <laughs> on hard somewhere in Asia, yeah, baby, let's do it. Um, but I mean, at 50 to 1, I look at this draw. You know, Pavlyuchenkova is fine, but she might actually even lose to Manella in the first round. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, Mertens might be there. Sedancic might be there. I think Sevastov is probably a favorite over Sedancic, probably pretty close to Mertens. And then you got Vondrasova, who we're, we're already going to have a little bit there. I think she has a great chance yeah. to win this quarter. She's the third favorite. The books yeah, have 9-1 to, one to win so the quarter. Good. And you know how nice that is, considering we're sitting on a 150-1 to one ticket outright? I mean, <laughs> like, if, if, if she's the third favorite to win the quarter and... Pliskova gets upset by either Kuznetsova or Mladenovic slash Mardich. Holy cow, does that look better. You know what I mean? Like, if she gets through Kerber, who's the second favorite, and Pliskova is upset in the first two or three rounds, she becomes the favorite to win the quarter. And you're sitting on a plus, or, like, a, what is it, plus 1,500? Or is it plus 15,000? I don't know. I think it's plus yeah. 15. Yeah, it's plus 15,000 ticket. Um, 15, that's pretty freaking awesome. And I think there's, like we talked about, I think there's a good chance Pliskova is upset. And there's a good chance that she beats Kerber head-to-head. Like, I'm, that, that's one of my favorite uh, spots that we're in. And we got it March 1st. We got it before the Sunshine Double, where she went, I think, what, fourth round on both of those uh, Miami and... And then she beat Halep a couple yep. weeks ago or last week. Uh, yeah, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be pouring money on her, and we beat them by a mile. And we said it on the pod. It was with Vinny. I remember we talked about, because uh, I told him, go get Zidancic. And he said, no way. I said, yeah. And he put money on, while we were recording, he put five bucks on uh, Vondrasova. Or it might have been in show prep. But I know either way, it was that week we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely talked about it, and I know I posted it. All right. I think that's just about all I had from an outright perspective. Um, any other thoughts before we go through it and get, you know, kind of I'm ready to go. Grab picks. coffee, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is go. a slam. There's a lot of matches. All right. So just from an outright perspective, I've got, again, I've yeah, got Dodger Sova 150 to 1. Sorry, folks, that number's gone. I've got Sevastova 50 to 1. I would suggest you scoop up a little more of that. And I'm going to bet some Vekic at 100 to 1 and outright. And from a quarter perspective, Give me Zachary twelve to one, Barty six to one, Garcia thirteen to one, all in that first quarter, and then I'm going to put a little more on Vekic at thirty three to one to win her quarter, and Sevastova nine to one to win hers. Um, I'll, I was going to say, please put out the exact units there, but please you know, don't go out and put like the out, you know the average rates. listener thinking that when we say these numbers, we're putting a full unit on every single thing. And you know, if you're someone who thinks that a unit is a hundred dollars and not one percent of your bankroll, you know, God bless your soul, you're wrong. But um, that you know, we're not putting fifteen grand on on outrights, right? Like, 
<laughs> like let's let's contextualize this. <laughs> no, not yet. You're not. Oh, once yeah. I once oh, oh crap. Once we don't live that once I win fifteen grand on this spread. dancing bet, yeah. then I might start putting a little more on outrights. But <laughs> all right, Jorge, um, what do you got for the tournament from an outright I'm going to avoid the first quarter, but for oh tournament outright, I've got oh, I've only got Kiki Burton's at nine to one. Um, I, I'm not enamored with the uh, overall outrights uh, on the whole. I think a lot of the favorites have question marks around them uh, or are inconsistent. Um, I think Contivate at 40 to 1 is a nice number. I just can't I can't take it with the draw. I've already got, of course, Marquetta with the 150 to 1 that we mentioned, which is gone. Uh, I've got Zidancic at 3,000 to 1, which is 900 to 1, hashtag CLV. Um, and then I'm going to add Kiki at 9 to 1. I, I do like her draw too much not to play it. I think she should be closer to Halep's number of, of Halep is 4-1 to one with a tougher draw. Uh, I think that Kiki Burton's head-to-head -head with Halep should be lined evenly. Um, and she's got a way better draw. I actually think she should be the outright favorite here. Um, but of course, you know, Halep, name recognition, defending champion, uh, public money will all explain why she is you know, half the price of Kiki, um, which I think presents value in Kiki. So uh, Kiki 9 to 1, Marquetta 150 to 1, Zidansic 3000 to 1. Those latter two are gone. So for listeners and for all intents and purposes, just the 9 to 1. Um, nothing in the first quarter. Uh, I'm going to take Vekic to win the third at 33 to 1. I'm going to have uh, a full unit on Bertens to win her quarter. I'm going to double up on that outright. I just really like her draw too much. Um, at plus 190 at Pinnacle. And I'm going to leave the second quarter because, you know, it's just loaded. And, you know, fourth quarter again, I've got that long Vondrasova ticket, the long shot. I think I'm happy with that. Um, and nothing in the one playable section, Wozniaki's, uh, I don't see a name that sticks out. So I'm just going to leave it very, very light. I know people probably wanted, you know, 10 outrights because it is a Grand Slam and it's a big event. But I'm going to go with uh, Vekic to winner quarter, Kiki to winner quarter, Kiki outright. All right, spread. Bring us home. All right, I'm only going to give out one. I told you which ones that I'm thinking, but the one that I'm definitely placing money on, I like Madison Keys at 25 to one. Um, she's even though you wouldn't think that her game um, fits well on clay, I think it does. She's made Grand Slam finals before. And, Grand Slam, uh, baby. Yeah, I just uh, 25 to one. That's my number. Made I the think semifinals that, here last year. Right, and I think that um, you know if you want to play it safe, I also like Kiki at eight to one. I didn't like it because we were all talking about it going into the tournament, and I didn't like it. It seemed a little too obvious, but the way her draw turned out, um, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not definitely. I wouldn't be against it. But um, my only actual wager that I'll go ahead and place right now, I'll do it for fifty bucks. Sorry, how's there you that? Go. For I'll win uh, twelve hundred dollars if uh, she wins. I'm taking Madison Keys plus twenty five hundred. All right. Let's get through the first round matches. We have a whole bunch here. In the interest of time, I'm going to read the lines for just about every match. But when I see anything, you know, where it's minus 400 or greater, even minus 300, I'm just going to kind of blow past it. If you guys have any thoughts on that match you want to share, try to stop me, and uh, we'll circle back. So for starters here, Kerber's minus 500 to Potapova. Um, you know, we actually talked about that in the outright preview. Potapova plus 355. And plus five and a half games. I, I think I'm going to play the five and a half and maybe sprinkle the money line. How about you guys? 
I'm not going to play the spread. Um, I'll play the money line. I, I think that I'm going to go I, if if she covers the spread. I think she either Kerber rolls her or I think she wins out. I I I think that I think the money line yeah, is the that's value what I'm here. Plus, that too. if so, I'm not going to mess with the spread. There is one route to victory. Um, one of it could be Kerber picking up an injury. I'm not saying she will, but if she does. Um, you know, sliding or something, and she retires. The spread doesn't cash. But if it's after the first set, the money line would. That happened to me this week with a plus uh, three forty. I had Zavatska plus five games against Hadad Maya. Uh, would have won <laughs> the plus uh, three forty and lost the uh, the safer bet. So the same kind of thing here. I think I'll I'll take the money line. All right, we'll sprinkle the pot of Pova money line. Muguruza minus 345. Taylor Townsend plus 265. Muguruza probably wins comfortably, but it's Muguruza. Don't parlay that. Don't do anything with that. Um, Rybarakova plus 105. I've got Larson minus 130. That, that's actually pretty close. Um, looks just about right to me at first reaction. Any thoughts on Larson? Yeah, I, I at the given price, Larson, there. Um, Larson really jumps off off the page but uh her form i mean she's not even good on clay anymore like how is that possible like i just i can't back her i think there's i have too many other bets and too many things i like uh across the first round for me to to put even more on on larson but i do think she jumps off the page at that price i'm I'm with you jorge i can't trust the form of either woman i'm gonna end up passing um Laura Sigmund. I'm taking Larson. <laughs> All right. All right. Laura Sigmund minus three twenty five <laughs> against Sophia Zook. Zook's plus two forty five. I think you know, talking yeah. to some of our buddies in the chat, we've had a little success betting Zook this this week. But um, Sigmund's tough on clay. Do you have any interest in the dog at this? A place? little bit. I think the books are are lining old Sigmund and not uh, you know, as you say, the player formerly known as Sigmund. Not the current segment. I think they're 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 playing with fire there, and I might I might sprinkle it, or as some people say, tickle it. Um, I'm not gonna go a full unit on that, but my problem is Zook is a pure pusher, uh, like pure pure pusher. Uh, I cannot stand watching her matches. I, I I don't mind people who aren't ball bashers. Like Svitolina is my favorite. Poots I really like watching, but they have variety. Like Zook just doesn't. There's there's not much to her game, and that can frustrate some people. I don't think Siegmund, like match from a matchup and stylistic uh, sense, I don't think Siegmund is someone that's going to be put off by that. She's not a, an error machine, you know. Like, and she she's going to be controlling the points uh, for the most part. I I can't, I don't think I can justify it. I, I think it's a huge price. Like I'm not going to be on Siegmund. It's either Zuker pass, but I think I'm going to end up passing. What do you think, spread passing? Yeah, in the interest of time, Hori said it perfectly. Zucker pass, I'm going to pass. Martich minus 315 over Jabor. I expect Martich to have no problem there. The spread is a very juicy minus four and a she's, half. She's, speak okay, I'll up, speak up. Or forever hold your peace. <laughs> um, no, but I think she's valued down to 1.2 as a parlay piece. She's 1.3 uh, right now. Um, I, she should be a, like a massive, massive favorite over Jabor. She was 1.4 and minus four games when it opened, uh, and that that as we know that four and a half that that half game from four to four and a half, that's a that's a big shift. Like in football, we'd call that a key number, or you'd call that a key number. I don't bet football, but uh, it, that is a key number for all those people who who like football. Um, uh, on a tennis parallel, that's like going from seven to seven and a half. Right, so 
that's a big shift so i would i would use her as a parlay piece uh, not as a solo bet Fondrasova minus a thousand <laughs> over Wang minus six games, uh, Benchich minus two thousand over Ponchit minus seven games. Uh, I don't know what you do with any of that. Bernarda Pera minus nope. one seventy five against Katarina nope. Kozlova. That kind of looks like a cheap price on Pera. No, nope. Kozlova. Anything to add for me? No. <laughs> Oh All right, Max bets my minus two twenty over Williams. Have I been waiting to talk about this match? Okay, going going into a bit of a horror rant here, but <laughs> if Svitolina loses this match to Venus Williams on clay, like I, I may quit watching tennis. Like I might be so mad that I stopped watching tennis. Venus has cost me so much money this year, fading her. Like I'll put up four units one day, and then the next day I'll just go two, and then she'll, of course, she'll lose on the day I put two, and she'll friggin' cost me four on the day I play four units. I hate her. Like, I loved young Venus. Old Venus annoys the hell out of me. Her, her friggin' posturing on court. Every point she's exhausted. But then she comes out next point, and she's running and hitting just fine. Give me a break, lady. You're a faker. You're frickin' playing possum. I don't respect it. You can't move. You can't hit a second serve. You're trash. I hope Alina beats you 6-love, six 6-love. Six <laughs> Spread, what kind of meltdown do you think Jorge's going to have when Svitolina wins the first set and then retires from injury in the second? Uh, if Venus wins, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and buy some stock in Canadian whiskey. Um, I am the... Uh, I am the opposite of Jorge here. I, I, I loved Venus all the time when I was a kid. She was my favorite growing up. Um, and I don't I don't see this as the shoe-in. And I think the books have, 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 you know, it should be way higher than minus 220. So what they're saying is we don't know if Svitolina is 100% healthy. And I haven't really seen anything to say that she is. And we can say the same thing about Venus. But Venus hasn't been 100% healthy for, I'd say, the last two years. And she still seems to be winning matches somehow. Oh. Um, I don't know how she hypnotizes people into not moving her around. Something about her game just says hit it to the middle. It's like, I don't know if they all respect her just so much. Drop they shots. just want to have nice rallies with her or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know why um, why it's happening. But I'm definitely – I would not take Svitolina here. I think the minus 220 there – it's nice, it's enticing, but um, if I were to play it, and I'm I not quit. going to play it, I would play Venus at plus 180. <laughs> I think that we're not. <laughs> we're not. Oh, no, this well, is the end I, of the podcast. Tori's never yeah. going to talk to Spread ever again. Oh, no. No, I just, I just don't think that we can be 100% sure that Svitolina is healthy, and I don't want to uh, back my money in a situation unless I know that she is. All right, up next in the battle of French women, Kiki Maldanovic, a very big favorite at minus 500 over someone you mentioned before, Jorge. Fiona Farrell oh, is plus, plus 360, 360 against, here. What do you think I about that? I would say that? literally anyone else, but not literally anyone else. But against someone else, I would love. It's just Mladenovic with the Sasha buying effect. Like, I, I can't play it. I mean, I love Fiona Farrell, and she's easily one of the most undervalued players out there. Um, constantly on a regular basis by books. Her and Kudermatova, and as I mentioned earlier, Chloe Paquet or Paquette. But um, I can't. I can't play it. Anything to add, Spread? Yeah, I'm not going to bet this match, but uh, is Fiona one of the coolest names on tour? I love that name. It is a cool name. Jennifer Brady's minus 225 over Ivana Jorovic, which looks 
wrong to me. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take uh, Jorovic plus 180. No, um, but anybody joining me? It is the only possible play. Like, there's no way you can ever play Jennifer Brady minus 225 on clay, so especially slow clay. Uh, it that's just a dumpster fire of a match for me. But yeah, there's there's no way that Jorovic should be plus 180. I agree. All right, we got Carolina Pliskova, a minus six and a half games and minus eighteen hundred against Madison Brangle. You can get Madison Brangle plus six and a half games at even odds. You can get her at plus eight fifty. Any interest? Well, how did that plus six and a half no. work out at the odds? Jorge, oh, it looked so great at first, and Jorge. then it was just no. So no. <laughs> Next match should be pretty fun. We've got Herzog playing Sasnovich. Um, Herzog a favorite at minus 170. Sasnovich, I'm seeing plus 135. Mm. Either you guys like like a side here? I like Sasnovich here. Um, I'm, I know Herzog is a clay court specialist. Um, but at this price, I think that you're getting the better player. And if she plays her best, I think she can definitely um, she could win. So I like Sasnovich here. I would I would agree with that yeah, analysis. I would I, just that pass. I think it's lined about right because um, spreads right. If she plays her best, uh, she she could win. But I think the key word there is if, right? I think the books know that. That's why it's not even the price isn't even longer. Like they know she could win this, but will she play her peak her peak game for the whole match? Is the question. If she doesn't, she doesn't win. So I think spreads absolutely right in that assessment. And then I think the books have actually priced that in pretty decently so I'm going to pass Tormo plus 120 plan Van Utvank mm. the clay quarter a dog versus AVU who has had a little more success on clay than you might think sorry I'm go over the pass any anything to add from you guys <laughs> hold on I'm placing my Sasnovich bet real quick let's say who has the number again um, oh that's perfect. Tormo's no. plus 120 Van no, Utvank's no. minus 145 Yep. Right. Sloan Stevens minus fourteen. I think that's Tormo or pass, but I'm not going to play it. But if you know when we're picking every match, I put Tormo to advance yeah. my bracket. Stevens minus fourteen hundred over uh, Doy. Osaka no. minus eight hundred over Schmedlova. There you I'll go. I think next. about Schmedlova uh, plus five hundred for about half uh, a second. You're seeing plus five hundred. Is she taking money? I I thought she opened. Oh, okay, when when she I opened, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking at Bovada plus six hundred. Now I'm seeing. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now on Odds Portal, so I don't have to look at all three books. One X Bet has her plus six seventy, seven point seven. Um, she was up to plus seven hundred there at one point. My other books, though, much more reasonable: plus five twenty-five, plus five seventy, uh, and plus five fifty. So huge value on the relative to Bovada. If you can, if listeners can get offshore books. Um, there's even more value out there. Yeah, I'll shop that number that, a little bit. That's a value number. And I'm I'm wrestling with it, and I don't think she necessarily wins. So this is – I rarely play spreads. Like, I've been winning a lot this week and last week with a lot of plus 175, plus 200 players. My subscribers know I am someone who doesn't play a lot of plus game spreads. I, I usually – and when I do, I get burned, like that freaking Zavatska match. When I play a dog, if I think that the line's off, I'll just play the outright money line. Here – I think that the play would be the spread, and it's one of those rare spots for me. Uh, I, I can't justify the price for Osaka. That's ridiculous that she's such a huge favorite. There's no way 
Schmidlova on clay, even to Osaka, even to the what is she, the number one player in the world? Uh, should there's no way she should be plus six seventy um, at one X bet. Yep. I will likely put a you know probably a, a point one or point one five unit bet on that, and then I will definitely definitely be playing plus six and a half games. I mean six and a half games. She wins. She loses six three six three. I win my bet. Yeah, count me in. I might be wrong. I mean, she could lose 6-1, but the fact is we don't know that until it's over. And with the information I have at my disposal, uh, she's value at plus 6.5. All right, spread. Penko's plus 250 and plus 4.5 games against Azarenka. Are you going to bet with your heart or are you going to bet with your head? I'm not betting this at all. But um, I was actually surprised. I thought Azarenka would be a bigger favorite. Ostapenko's form's been very poor, and I haven't seen anything. And I really think that she got a tough draw here um, playing an Azarenka, who's kind of resurgent this year. Yeah, this is going to be what? tough for her. Zachary's minus 5,000 5, over Tadishvili, minus 7,500. You know what? That, that, that might be uh, value. crazy. Yep. And I say 5, that tongue-in-cheek, but if you have five grand at your disposal, that's a free $100. Oh, God. Care- <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have five grand to put on one match. <laughs> no, I don't, that, if that's a unit, your your bankroll's 500 grand, and fucking good good on you. I just said the F for which I try and avoid on this podcast, but, I mean, good for you, if, 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 but, and not for me. <laughs> Garcia's minus 425 against Barthol. Madison Keys minus eighteen hundred over Rodina. Um, Serena Williams minus eight hundred over Diachenko. Suwe Shea minus two fifty against Golubich. Pekovic minus one ninety over Risk. I, I don't know. It's again, stop me if you got anything of interest to say. Collins minus three fifteen over Maria. Barty minus fourteen hundred over Pagula. I like Jessica Pagula. She's a nice young player with a lot of power. Yeah, sure. I might Family end up owns talking the myself into that seven fifty for a little. That's bit. probably it. That's probably a negative, yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't like that, but good luck. How, how, oh, not the Bills. I just don't I don't think Oh, I mean that's not a play. I'm just saying that play, and I think the Barty's just ready cool. to go right now. Yeah. It is cool. <laughs> Halops minus 600 over Tom Lyanovich. Yeah. And now we're happy. Tough you know what? I'm for, happy that she got a tough draw. Yeah, she kept beating Zidanezic until this week. So that's what you get. She got she got You get Halop first round. This okay. Is, this is what right. you get. That's, that's fair for you then. I, I was that's disappointed. Right. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. As long Jorge's happy, Jorge's happy. I sit there and I see like Chloe Piquet right. playing Magda Lynette, and I'm just saying, why couldn't Penko and Tom Dronovich cookie know, crumble? Split there those two here, but uh, I guess that's the way the the cookie crumbles. Well, good segue spread. That's the next match here. Paquette plus one twenty, um, Lynette minus one fifty. Mm-hmm. That kind of looks about right to me. I don't. You got any thoughts on that spread? Uh, I'm not going to bet it, but if I pick Paquette in my bracket. Gavrilova's minus 200 against Krunich, plus 165. Krunich yeah. in just horrible form, or else I'd consider that dog price. Jeannie Bouchard, plus 140 against Lesia right. Serenko. Um, if Jeannie Bouchard say, were if she a tennis player, a match I would play. consider this plus 140, Maybe. but I think we move on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because Serenko is awful. All right, Puig minus three thirty-five against Flipkin. Did Bouchard? Did Bouchard mess around and play an exhibition this week? Okay. 
Puig minus 335 over Flipkins. <laughs> Shuitek minus 2,000 um, against <laughs> however you say that. Um, yeah, sure. Kyung uh, <laughs> uh, Wang mm. minus 250 over Sai Sai Zhang. Um, I was thinking, yeah. Um, Zhang plus 200 is curious. I did last night. Curious yeah. I saw that price and I, uh, I had it pulled up on, on Odds Portal. I like to pull up all the matches I like Good. and compare prices. Sorry, I'm eating. Um, but I I know, right? It, it makes my voice yeah, sound different. Do it on a Add some texture for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to some more commentary about the uh, the poor quality of the show now. I'll listen to, I'll listen to a horror. We have a show. lot of editing to do, man. <laughs> you know what? This, this is your penalty. No one cares cares about what you did last night. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sabalenka's minus one sixty five against Sybil Kova. We talked about that a little yeah. bit. Now, I think we all think that's value. Quick. All right, spread. Why yeah, is, talk us into Sybil Kova because Jorge and I are standing happily on uh, parlay Sabalenka with just about anything. I like. No, I mean I can't believe this price. I mean I mentioned that I thought Sybil Kova could you know tire her out and give her a tough match, but um, I think that I thought this match would be at least plus two fifty. To see plus 150, I'm surprised. I think minus 170 is a huge parlay piece. And, you know, we talked about spreads. I'm seeing minus 2.5 at minus 130. That's not a bad look either if you if don't you, want to. Minus 3, try minus 120 at Bovada. Excellent. If you. Um, I think I'd rather pay the extra 10 cents and go have, to minus 2.5. You know, but. 128 matches in front of you for the first round, men's and women's. And you bet 15 of them. And you're taught. Yeah. So, if you bet just 15 overall players. matches Sorry, both. in Go the ahead. first round, okay, that means that you know those are your top 15, obviously, the ones that you play. And Sabalenka's not in them, don't bet tennis. If, if she is not one of the, the top 15 numbers on the board for you, you should probably, <laughs> like, follow a tennis handicapper instead of trying to do this on your own. And, I, you know, th- th- that sounds arrogant. Fine. Maybe I'm arrogant. But you know what? If you don't see this as... <laughs> If you don't see this as value, I have no problem with it. I'll, I'll own it. Um, <laughs> then, then, honest to God, please, you know, seek out a tennis group or or like a group chat or, you know, follow some. Right. You know what? Why am I saying Maybe this is why you're here? Where people talk about tennis. <laughs> but exactly, <laughs> if this is not one of your bets, then then you know, yeah, do more. And I don't want to. Again, it's going to sound condescending, but like. Do more uh, studying. Go read more tennis blogs. It doesn't have to necessarily just be here. There's other good stuff out there too. Um, you know, there's a lot of Twitter accounts that maybe not tweet bets if they're touts, uh, but they'll tweet analysis. Seek it out because this is the best number I think in the first round that I've seen, um, easily. And you know what? She may lose, and I may be wrong. Guess what? We win sixty percent of the time, and we're we're one of the most successful people. We're we're among the most successful, right? But with all the things we have at our disposal. She's the best number for me, easily. Anna Samova minus one thousand over Harmony Tan. Begu minus six hundred. Zoo plus four hundred. Uh, Carolina Muchi- Muchova uh, plus one thirty. Contivate minus one seventy. That looks like a cheap. That, cheap price. that was one I was going to argue with Jorge about. Is one of the best values there. Now tell me why Muchova. Mm. Um, this you know, is this is one so of my favorite matches because I know Contivite. people are gonna Why should think that number be there? huge huge value. I'm not even playing Contivate. No, 
<laughs> okay, and no, explain no, to me I'm, why. I'm, Talk me off. I think Mutrova is super underrated. Like having yet. watched her play a bunch this year. <laughs> uh, well, that's. Uh, I know, it, it, and by bunch I mean like five matches all year. Um, but God, I love her game. I think she can serve. She can hit through the ball. She moves decently. Um, she plays angles well. And on the clay in Prague, I believe, did she win that final or did she lose it? I know she went to the final. Um, oh, she. I, I, yeah, I just pulled it up here. She lost it in three sets to Jill Teichman, who didn't even make it through quali. So she lost. Not exactly a glowing endorsement, but uh, she beat. She looked very good. She beat Brady. I mean, Brady. Teichman Shiate, looked good that week. Vickley and Savan Para. Teichman was killing That's an that international week. field, sure, but that's a decent international. That's a decent string yeah. of wins. Um, I think most of those are top hundred players or future, you know, phenom top ten players in Sviatek's case. Yeah, I, I think her game is just a little too strong for me to. Um, as as much as I, you guys know, I love Contivate. I just, I'm worried. I think if Contivate makes it through that match, I think if she makes it through that match, she could go really deep. But there's just right, something, there's something out of that's it. pushing me off of that. I just, I, I respect Muchova a little too much in this spot, and I think the price is right. I think that the books are going to fool a ton of people into taking it. And again, you know, even if uh, Contivate wins. The fact is, if they lined it right, and you know, Contevate takes huge money, and Muchova does pull the upset that no one saw coming, they make huge. They're they're gonna make a, a killing, and I think they did it. They did it properly. No kidding. All right, Buzarnescu looks like a great parlay piece at minus two hundred over Alexandrova. Um, love that. There'll be a lot of tennis matches. To I think Buzarnescu is, is also one of my top. Is not one uh, of them. You know, um. five or ten numbers on the board. <laughs> Kvitova minus seven fifty over mm. Sursti. Um, Putin Seva minus one forty against Rebecca Peterson. What do you think about that spread? I'd be interested to see. Do you think that we'll have um, problems with Putin Seva with fatigue with her going so far this week? No, it looks like this is on the second day or so, so she should get some time, I would think. Um, yeah, I'm surprised she's only minus one twenty-five uh, here. What do you think, Jorge? Not like uh, really. I think again, the, I think a lot of the, it's not that I don't like her to win; it's just that I think it's priced properly. And I, I said this last night in our in our one of our group chats. We have one specific for this podcast for show yeah. prep, and then we have uh, one with a, a larger group. And I mentioned it yesterday. I think especially Pinnacle, like one X Bet and Bet three six five opened the market. Uh, that's how you know it's Grand Slam season, by the way, when Bet365 doesn't just wait for Pinnacle and shave five cents off each side and throw it up like the lazy buggers they are. Um, when they set the market, you know it's Grand Slam season. But they had prices off. Uh, the problem was they didn't have spreads up. So when they, they mispriced Chorich and Pela, I had to parlay them. I couldn't play the spread, right? Um, be, and then Pinnacle came out and they were, you know, they had it priced perfectly. And then naturally, when everyone sees that, they adjust their numbers. And it pissed me right off because before I got a shot at maybe a free half game or game on the spread on some matches, Pinnacle came in with sharp lines. This is another one that, again, it, this is a sharp line. Like they, It's Grand Slam season, folks. 128 matches. They're going to – you'd think they'd make a mistake on a bunch. No, they're going to make a mistake on maybe 15 or 20. Um, and of those mistakes, maybe only 10 are going to be playable Like with enough value to – you know, you, you, I don't play every single number that's three cents value. I want to – outvalue the vig as well so um it, it, it's gonna be tough you know be patient
Christina Pliskova, the lesser, is minus 110 against Lauren Davis. So basically even up here. I think I like Pliskova, the lesser, here at this price. What do you think, Spence? I just placed that bet while Jorge was uh, discussing value there in that last section. I, I like the I like Plis a lot here. I think that on clay she's going to be a lot more comfortable. And I don't trust Lauren Davis outside of America. I think Lauren Davis is good yeah, uh, when, when we're back over here this in wasn't the States. Show prep but uh, we outside of America, so, not a big fan. Um, for, those, yeah, for the actual recording here, the, this is a silly number. Um, for the life of me, I don't know why Lauren Davis is priced as a pick against Christina Pliskova. That's a play. Victoria Kuzmova, minus 165 over Cornet. I guess that looks about why, right. Why do they I, do I this like to my girl with that Cornet, draw? She hasn't played good tennis oh, in a while. I love Victoria Kuzmova, but that's a tough draw for her on clay. <laughs> I mean, she's comfortable on it, but... I don't know. I think Cornet with the home crowd could, uh, could really, really. Yeah, I think it's Cornet is definitely a player that would that is going to be. You'll have definitely have to upgrade her for being at home. She's definitely a player to feed off that. Yeah, I think it's dog or pass, but not enough value for me. I don't think so at all. I think it's uh, Parlay Kuzmova maybe at her with Sabs or. Uh, Contivite if you're feeling lucky there. Interesting. Burton's minus fourteen hundred over Parmentier. Um, Move on. Shelby Rogers, a small dog at plus one thirty against Astra Sharma. Um, do you guys have anything to say about either that's other those sides? I don't know if Rogers is in shape yet. I like Sharma there. Yeah. You stretch at minus one fifty five. You can easily parlay her. Uh, find another one that's less than minus two hundred. You'll be getting plus money. Yastremska minus one forty five coming off the long week against. Carlos Suarez right. Navarro at, at plus 120. It'd be nice to take the dog, but she hasn't done anything worth talking about in a while. Mm. Um, Merton's minus 260 against Zdancic, uh, plus 205, coming off a long week. But that's that lit number looks about 50 points too big. I mean, For those of us that didn't get the huge Zdancic number, I like this match here to start. And it's basically a bet that, number one, you know you'll get a full effort from Zdancic, and two, you're basically just betting that Merton's isn't 100% yet, or if she is 100%, that... She wasn't uh, strong enough for her preparation. Yeah, I'm yeah. I don't know. I, I, on board, I'm kind of worried. Like I, we needed to see some form out of Zadancic, which she's showing us this week, which makes me feel bad about the three thousand one. But now she's going to be playing until Saturday. She won today, didn't she? Yeah, she won today. Uh, she was one of my bets. Um, it, it's yeah. like it's comforting to see yeah. her playing well, but I don't like the fact that she could play tomorrow and then remember this the first round is sunday monday not monday tuesday at this slam right right yeah no it's only right. a day but she's in france um, already yeah no, i'm sorry I, that's I, nuremberg she's in germany me. i'm not gonna be honest saying like if she looks good after two matches i'll be i'll be really happy but you know i, I need her to win two or three i don't i probably don't even need her to win two or three three thousand to one is probably hedgeable from the start but um it's too big of a number to hedge against and uh, you know, it's five bucks at three thousand to one. So screw it, let it ride. Yeah. Lap Lapko minus four hundred against Pari, who's three hundred. Nothing to say there. Pavlyuchenkova minus one ninety against Mandy Manella. Mandy Manella actually doesn't have the worst numbers on clay. I, I I don't know how I feel about that right now, but it caught my eye to to see her at, at plus one fifty. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, no, I... It uh, caught my eye, too, but I don't um, want to go against Pat. Another thing to, no to look for, yeah. unders. If you like favorites, uh, uh, unders can be a nice little uh, tool. You usually almost get a game on this on the 
the spread just because Right, at five dimes, yeah, I'm looking you, at minus three and a half, minus one ten. You can't under, win and a half, an under in three so, sets, but you can win a spread in um, three sets. That's a perfect so kind example of, of what you're needing saying. Needing that to be, you know, kind of uh, in straights is kind of the why you get a, a free game on it. And, you know, if you can win it, you know, six four six four, or or you know, six four six three, you're comfortably in. So I think the under there is what I'd look at. Savast of a huge favorite minus eight fifty over Cumcum. Uh, what was Miyake close. minus one eighty yeah, against I'm still, I haven't even gotten through all the matches Jorge. and like the actual research behind every single one of them. Um, they just came out yesterday. I sat in front of my computer for like six hours before the Raptors game came on. And then I went out with some friends, but I got a few bets out. I got to research a few. Um, there's still some going over. That's one of them. I, but it, that's obviously Kudamatova or pass. You agree, spread? Yeah, I think the books have really caught on to Wozniacki not being herself, and I was surprised to see this number at first, but it actually makes sense. I'm not going to play it. Um, I'm still afraid of top form Wozniacki, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, just pass on this one. Diaz minus 800 against Albi. As much as I want to take Albi, I really don't even know who that is. I'll pass. Um, and the final match, that's right, we did it. The last one I have odds for right in front of me. Julia Gorgeous, minus 135 against Kaya Kanepi, plus 110. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier. The market yeah. already hit Kanepi a little yeah. bit. Um, any of you still Slightly. see enough value in the dog to consider? I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play it. Um, it might be my – like, I'm a big Gorgeous fan, so I might. I just don't want to bet against her, but – no, if I wanted to go against Gorgas, I wanted to get the, the earlier number. I'd want at least like plus 130, plus 140. Uh, well, at this point, I'm exhausted, so I don't even care if you guys have anything else to talk about. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter the next two weeks, you know, at Jorge, <laughs> TWTS Tennis, at Spread a Stare, at underscore Noops. You know, I'll be tweeting different picks, different thoughts. Um, I'll be writing my pieces, getting back to doing some of that. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll have some time to do a check-in pod next weekend. Who knows? We'll see what everybody's schedule looks like. But thank you so much for listening. You know, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, um, share it with your friends, and, and make sure that, you know, everybody gets to listen to all this wonderful stuff that Spread has to say. All right. Good luck in all your wagers. <laughs>